Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, it's my motherfucking birthday! Woo! It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. So, here on the podcast, on our birthday, we pick whatever the fuck we want. And that's the tradition. Yes. So today, I want I wanted to pick movie that is near and dear to my heart <laughs> and that is titan ae from the year 2000 i'm mer i'm mitch i'm justine and i'm jonathan <laughs> it threw me off so hard yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah after like, doing how are we gonna introduce after ourselves? doing how many episodes right. now? In the circle i, yeah. I did yeah. we went we went backwards. i was like is it me next <laughs> fuck <laughs> god damn like doing math in my head like oh shit so if you add a murder and divide a bitch <laughs> all the equations start showing up as they're floating in front of your face <laughs> this movie is like near and dear to my heart um because it is like a father-son tale and i watched this movie with my dad like a lot so like it was a nostalgia thing for me to go back and watch this. Oh, precious. I asked my dad to watch this movie with me. <laughs> oh. They refused. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> There's also a really funny line in this movie where he's like, I'll do exactly what my dad did. I'll leave. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Wait, I was going to bring that up, you asshole. It was just too funny not to mention right up front. Bro, I was only like, I can Yo. make deadbeat dad oh jokes, okay? God. The, the best part about that, I was like, why not? Why don't you want to watch it with me? He's like, I've seen that movie too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you were a kid being like, let's watch this movie. And you were yeah. watching it over and over. And, and honestly, over. The, the whole reason I wanted to talk about it is I wanted to see if it could help hold up. If it's just nostalgia or if it's actually pretty good. Mm. And I'm, it's a little 50-50 for me right <laughs> it's, now. A little, it's a little 50-50. Yeah. I mean, taking it from someone who's never watched it before until, you know, like today. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a decent movie. It's very early 2000s because it did come out in the year oh, Man, the music in this. Oh, Yeah, shit. the music was a little off-putting, but like, what do you expect? Everything in the year 2000 had new metal in it somewhere. Yeah, it's for real. You know, all that budget just went into getting LIT to make a song, right? <laughs> it did. <laughs> Matt Damon, not that expensive. LIT, pretty expensive. Uh, at the time, I'm guessing Matt Damon was not like super big, so they were just like, hey, you want to like voice this character? Man, it was so unsettling to hear Matt Damon it really was. voice an animated character. I was like, I know who you are, but you shouldn't be here. <laughs> this weird pop punk soundtrack. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. I was just yeah. like, yeah, we're... It's like when I heard all of the music in Fern Gully for the first oh, time. Oh my god, that was weird. Hey, that was very strange. You're like, this is a very party movie. The Robin Williams rap in Fern Gully, though. Is okay. That's yeah. Yeah. It's like the best Fanny. part. Yeah. Regardless, uh, Titan A. So, Murd, we have production notes on this. Yeah, I'll go over that real quick. Uh, this was made uh, directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. Don Bluth should have no explanation to who he is, but I will give that. They directed Anastasia. They also did The Secret of Nim. Oh, I thought so. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I was like, that looks familiar. And even the animation was, like, similar to it. It's it's weird when you can tell that it's not, like, I don't know, Disney or Pixar right. or something. Like, they had to do, a, like, a third-party company to make mm -hmm. their shit. <laughs> so, like, the aliens... Or I don't even know because it's like they're all aliens, but like the the, the weird dredge. energy, the Protoss, <laughs> the, yeah. the Starcraft Protoss enemy <laughs> in this movie that are just like fuck all humans. We're about to blow this shit up. They look right. different than the regular animation for everyone else. Yeah, which is I mean, weird. It, like they, they use had, a lot of three D in this one. They had like three different animation styles going on in this film. They did. Like there's the traditional two D animation. Like when the movie opens up, it's like very World War Two ish. Yeah. And then like right when you get into space. You're hearing you're hearing L I T and then 
just like oh yeah we're cutting 3d spaceships in half and it looks outdated as fuck yeah but these were top of the line graphics back in the day i know like if i saw this when i was a wee last in the year 2000 i would be fucking blown away like this is the shit right here yeah i was reading like old reviews from people in 2000 and they're just like good space adventure a wonderful stunning graphics i was just like oh okay (laughs) oh my oh Oh, my um but Don Bluth, I'm familiar with him doing the Dragon Lair thing. Yeah. Which is like a video game. It was the first like uh, choose your own adventure interactive video game. It's basically Uncharted, but in arcade form where it's just a bunch of like reaction things. So it's like, oh, go left. And you move the joystick left. And it was a movie that would play, but you would basically dictate where things were going on. So that's what Don Bluth is basically known for. Uh, a whole bunch of other movies. Yeah. Too, like All Dogs Go to Heaven and American Tale. Yeah. yeah. He, he was a furry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Land Before Time. Okay, that's a good one. Land Before Time. Oh, my God. Okay, Rock wait. Doodle. I got to tell you guys about the conversation that Justine and I had while we were watching this. And so <laughs> I, I was just like, okay, this is weird. This is a unique premise that in this universe, humans are like not the most common thing in the galaxy because that's usually the thing in sci-fi right humans are just like fucking roaches they're everywhere you can never get rid of them but in this case there's so few of them and i'm like okay but like why isn't there ever any sci-fi where they're like there's like hybrids of other species like that just never really happens it's kind of rare sinus sinus (laughs) i use science to explain this yeah like you know species crossbreeding and shit you have a cat and you have a dog the dog fucks the cat but they don't make a cat dog no they don't (laughs) you can't breed interspecies but you can genetically modify a species of another genetics from another species yeah that makes sense but you can't actually procreate and make a combination of two different species yeah it was only that that tv show cat dog on nickelodeon yeah (laughs) and then this was immediately followed by one of the uh, crew members flirting with the the main girl character Right, like there's no rules that you can't fuck an alien. Yeah. But you just can't have babies with Dude, that he alien. tries to like lick her hand at one point <laughs> and she's like <laughs> pulling her hand away. I was like, oh, this is a kid's movie. But he's oh, like, yeah, oh, that gets right. me flustered. No, he even says hand, it. He's baby. like, you're just divine. I must have you. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, this is, in, this is in this movie. All right. Um, so, real quick, this was made by Fox Animation Studios and this was their haymaker. This was their make it or break it kind of the moment and they broke it. oh no (laughs) so the budget for this movie was 75 to 90 million and they made 36 million Um, it bombed and the studio went under yeah i was like i don't think they recovered from that Yeah, this was don bluth's last animation like for directing too so it was just like a lot of stuff just went bad for it man my my one of my biggest complaints about the movie is that the writing is inconsistently funny like some yeah. of the moments are really like quippy, like they're really funny for like two minutes, and then there's another five minutes of like, what the fuck is this writing? I really liked the scene where they're all like disguising themselves as yeah. slaves, and then they have Preed go up there and discuss with the guard, and the guard's like, "You're lying." Yeah, because <laughs> uh, like, like, like totally most of the time in situations like this in movies, they usually get through it. But I thought it was pretty clever yeah. to have a guard who's like, "I'm not no, an idiot." No, like, yeah, I like how the dude mentioned too. He's like, "Oh, a guard who's." actually has some intelligence yeah because in most cases i feel like whoever's the guard is just all brawn yeah Yeah. they follow orders well there's like this this slave does not have slave posture (laughs) cronians they shoot at me before they come in here and this is just 
No. What are you doing? What, what? are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, shamed. I mean, the amount of hand licking from aliens in this movie is just a lot in general. There's Dune a lot. Does it? Creed does it? I wonder if it's symbolic somehow. Because why the hand? Uh, I, I really, I really you liked the roach chef on the ship. Oh You're my god, like that, arm. <laughs> that <laughs> was. Want to lick my foot? Actually, licking you, feet is. Kind do you want to who voiced that? Yeah. Yes, who's the voice? <laughs> the voice for the roach chef is Jim Brewer. Oh what? You know that guy that looks high all the time? Yeah. And fucking happy. What the fuck? The guy's like, dude, we need some macaroni, God. some marshmallows. It was, like, I I guy. fucking lost it when he was telling the humans that they were filthy. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm like, dog, your ancestors were like roaches on our planet. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, and then it turns out that, that they're just completely disrespecting him by not eating the local food. Which is like squirming and alive. Yeah, that was I, honestly, when I was a kid, I was like, that kind of looks good. Because you know, like, you know, animation, yeah. animation, like food always looks great. Bro, Studio Ghibli food. Don't even get they spend <laughs> they They spend a part of their budget on making it look good. <laughs> That was a whole like couple million dollars right there, yeah. just for the food. You know what's funny about the plot of this movie is it relies heavily on the use of betrayal. <laughs> Honestly, because, yeah. Because you got you got Kale Tucker right now, the Voice? savior of the galaxy, voiced by Matt Damon. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Essentially, Damon. and and then and then you've got Captain Joseph Corsa who shows up and is like, "I know how your pretty ring works. Let's get that going." Then he betrays them and sells them out. Yep. And then after that, that's when Preed betrays him. <laughs> and then he's betrayed. And then after that, he betrays... <laughs> be it's like a Go series of backstabbing. Joseph Corso then betrays the dredge. <laughs> <laughs> keeps going you and ever seen that video where it's like somebody shoots somebody and it plays that emojin heap song like yeah mm, what you say and then just, <laughs> I love just that. continuously yeah. keep getting shot that's what i thought of the kid's on his way mm, what you say <laughs> oh my god um to finish up our lineup we got john leguizamo as goon Do that was john leguizamo how yeah. did i not notice Oh, he he had. I did not know if this was a female or like a male when I first watched this. Movie That's wild. I didn't even recognize his voice. Yeah, he he got like pitched it high as fuck. Yeah, what the hell? That's so weird. I didn't I know like that. I feel like that's the reverse because in a lot of times for voice acting, it's usually females that will pay, play male right. characters, but you very rarely have males playing female characters. Right. So it's kind of it. It kind of goes back to the old days where it's like guys used to play uh, females in plays. Yeah, back when they weren't allowing women to do plays, but yeah, yeah whatever. That was the dark, dark ages. Oh, jeez, rip, <laughs> rip. But rest in fucking pieces. Anyways, don't people don't go to plays anymore? I I used to go to plays often, but I stopped because I don't have money for that. If you're listening, oh go to a play. God. They're nice. I, honestly, please do. Go see a good musical. It'll change your life. Town um, with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> don't go to the fucking opera. <laughs> Go see a symphony. Um, finishing our lineup, we got Nathan Lane as Preed, uh, Janae Garofalo as Stith. She's like the kangaroo, like weapons yeah. expert. She's, She's great. fucking dope. Just aggro all the time. Yeah, just Big full Chinese aggro energy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yes. shit, man! I smash everything. Like I love when she's like, "I will kill you. I'll kill you." <laughs> like, like, oh she throws God. her shit down. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. And uh. Finish up our line. We got Drew Barrymore as Akima. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Drew Barrymore. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just like she she has a pretty versatile voice, which is interesting because yeah. she's been in a lot of shit. She's voice acted a good amount too. And uh, if you know, I believe it's Creed's character or uh, Corso's character. They they did Scream together. He's the, he's the voice on the phone in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. small piece of movie lore. Yeah, <laughs> I also um, uh, I love the name Corso. Yeah, it's a good one. What a good fucking name. Like, I know it's, uh, but like, as soon as I watched it the first time, I'm like, yeah, this guy's not legit. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, of course, he's showing up for a fucking bounty, basically. Like, he's pulling up with his crew and his own ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought they did a pretty good job of really not cluing you into that too well until later. I think that was just me being like, it's he's got to be a pirate, like, space pirate. I couldn't, I couldn't see it. <laughs> so, as the story goes, like, the dredge are like an evil energy like entity kind of yeah, like hive it's mind and they just want to destroy humans they just want to glass their yeah, planet this is starcraft protoss they're trying to take over the world <laughs> so i did a little bit of research onto the backstory of this and there's a novelization of titan oh, e. you shit, can find that. that explains more of why the dredge are even destroying humanity mm. and it's because they feared that humans would get to the same level as them oh, oh wow. so That's they're just they're, snuffing it out they, early yeah. <laughs> they could have added that to the movie and it would have given them another yeah, de- honestly, like, it would have fucking... actually made the dredge you know you actually have you understand why they're doing the thing they did briefly mention it but it was like literally a sentence a throwaway line yeah it really yeah. was a throwaway like, line yeah they're afraid of what humanity could become man oh, they really shit. did just destroy the planet five minutes into the movie and you're yeah, like oh i was like oh we starting like this okay yeah what's really awkward as hell is they made a L- uh, lit music video yeah. and like during the music video <laughs> they're showing clips from the movie and it's like super happy pop punk while the planet's being glassed <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm also very upset at the ending scene where they're like, what are you going to name the planet? Bob. And I was like, what the Bob. fuck? <laughs> Bob. Just that such a weird moment. Shit. Weird moment. Well, this it wasn't kind of cute and endearing when they're like, Bob, you're going to call it Bob. And he's like, yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> Uh, I was watching it and I'm making commentary from my seat over here because I'm, I'm eating and she's like what do we call it Earth and I'm like no you fucking idiot it was already called Earth <laughs> like, yeah. like come up with something else Jesus Christ they we've been through this they called it New Earth aka Bob <laughs> oh, Jesus yes. oh my god because you know that he's like on the back on the side going like but Bob though but no, Bob. They should, I did save it they like, should have, I was it missed an opportunity they should have called it EA2 right it's in the game anyway it's no <laughs> Well, so Kale, yeah, voiced by Matt Damon. I have to mention this. Matt Damon. Let's just call him Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. He he is a child during this time, and then Earth gets glass, and he basically they send his father. Saddest moment ever when he's like, "I want to see you again." Never sees him again. Yeah, Ron Perlman never (laughs) comes in later. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to throw that. Ron Perlman (laughs) is voicing his dad. Is he really? What the fuck? Wait, how did I miss that? That's. I was just about to say how crazy the voice actors are in this one because they're all actors we've seen. Yeah, we know and they them. Sound nothing. Nothing like, like them. any nothing of their like roles. Them. I knew it was Ron Perlman right when he spoke. Kale, we need to go. And I, was like, I oh, okay. thought I knew who. You know, who. I was sitting there too the whole time. Like I've heard this voice. Yeah, for real. I heard yeah. this voice. He before. has the best narration voice, honestly. Um, so Lord. essentially, Ron Perlman's character blasts the Titan Project, which is essentially Noah's Ark into space yeah and this this entire movie is is space noah's ark so a lot deeper than it leads to be you know that makes me think of some interesting theories but i'll let you so so i was i was thinking like because you have kale basically uh trying to find the ark his dad is basically noah and they have all those genetic species on the on the ship itself 
So that's like the two of every animal. And then the dredge, if we like look at the definition of dredge, it says if you would draw a card, you would then uh, put that many cards into your grave. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, we got MTG rules coming in here. No, so uh, the definition of dredge means to clean out a bed of like a harbor or river or other area of water. So essentially the dredge are like water as an embodiment. Yeah. So it's basically the flooding that occurs. But here's the thing. Oh, there's, wow. there's the biblical attachment. Uh, yeah, goddamn. But hear me out on this. There is no water in space. And if it is, they're only minor droplets. So what do they have in space? Motherfucking ice. The ice. And like their entire hive mind looks ice. Yeah. And like the, the area that the Ark has stayed in is completely covered in ice. Some allegories for religion, yeah, <laughs> and the and the flooding of Earth <laughs> during one of the genocides. That just makes me think of a whole like conspiracy theory. Nice. Is what if Noah was actually in contact with aliens? This is a great one. I've heard this before. And they taught him basically how to create <laughs> some sort of vehicle, yeah, that oh, would shit. allow him to you know just like float around and avoid the floods, you know. Yeah, man. And rather than get two animals of each species, because that's just fucking ridiculous. You know how many species there are in the world? There were like five in the Bible. <laughs> they <laughs> mentioned it. at least. Dude, they just knew when he was like, "Hey, two of each of you." They just knew. So they they just started lining. Yeah, they, they started lining up. But I feel like it'd be a lot more plausible. Let's assume that Noah's Ark is actually a real thing that happened. Okay. That they would rather get the the genetics of a male and female of both of any species, mm-hmm. you know, put them in their little cryo chamber, and then they're just floating around, you know, waiting for the floods to die down. I don't know. I kind of believe that way more Shit. than this homeboy just built a fucking boat out of wood and put all the animals. How does he have to feed them? Or is he going to get food for the yeah. carnivores? Oh, so, so you're the thinking animals? of like the real logistics of having to Damn, get all yeah. the animals, okay. feed them and whatnot. So you're saying that they gave him a Titan. Uh, Basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny that you think of that and and you're not questioning the like flooding of an entire planet. You're just like, wait, how do I take care of these animals, though? <laughs> my, my hypothesis behind the flooding is it was actually global warming. Oh, wow. mm. Yeah, I mean, there was more than one global warming event. Yeah. <laughs> so that would make sense that something like that could happen. So yeah, flood. Interesting. Yeah, the Bible's pretty shit. I honestly did not realize there was this many biblical overtones (laughs) for 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 an animation for for a kids animation. Yeah, exactly. Relating the Titan to Noah's Ark is the probably the obvious one, right? But the dredge being ocean, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. It probably isn't too far of a stretch then to think that anyone who did survive the calling was like, oh, this is when you get, uh, what's the word? When you get taken up to heaven and there's only a few people left. The reckoning? No, the... N- not the purge. Uh, <laughs> oh, the third impact. Purgatory? No, no. What the hell? I know is... what you're talking it's about. Heaven. It's when uh, there's like a moment where they only ascend. The rapture. Or, the rapture. Thank you. <laughs> this is essentially like the rapture happening and or this is God's chosen people, people who went to the desert for 40 days and like showed up to their promised land. Anyway, there's like all sorts of <laughs> religious things happening here. And well, that's the less obvious one. What, my favorite part in the movie is when they go to that off-world planet that has the uh, the bat people. Yeah, that was interesting. Like what an amazing set piece! Yeah, and like the 3D for like the the bombs. Oh my god! So pretty, a lot of pretty good. A lot of credit to the movie for creating its own original universe, which is what I really enjoyed about it. Is that they didn't really borrow from too much. Like if you try to think of like comparisons for what they had included in the movie, there isn't too many. They were they were really come up with their own shit. Even down to like when he was cutting up some space junk. Like I'd never seen anything like that. <laughs> 
It's like he had like a space laser. welding helmet yeah, too. Yeah, he had a helmet and everything for it. So it's like you know he was there working like a huge like not a slave but like very low class worker and like had to wait in line behind the other aliens because they're like get behind this human trash and i was like whoa yeah <laughs> what is this weird race politics that's happening in this I movie mean, it's funny to think about but in all honesty let's assume that there are tons of alien races out in the universe which right. there probably is considering how we're doing and how they're doing yeah they probably see us as like little peons yeah, earth is the ghetto man this yeah is earth so is so <laughs> ghetto hey lock I mean, the fucking windows <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's just assigning like it's just assigning like human i guess not necessarily emotions but human ideals right anyway, mm-hmm. um to aliens which yeah. is interesting because, in itself, because yeah. if you're you know the most dominant group in the universe at the moment and, and then you see these like weird pink people like, show up hey, and I'm then not you're pink. just you, that's right i'm sorry you see humans, <laughs> you see humans that's great up. i'm not pink. all of the colorful humans show up oh, of all shades and then you're just okay. like they got five fingers and Toes. other five fingers they just got knocked down the totem that was yeah. all it was yeah. that i mean compared to some races we're probably more physically advanced but psychologically and intellectually yeah not that much i mean i think the can i wish we could have seen more of like the kangaroo lady and like preeds <laughs> yes. uh, the acronyms there is some untouched content that we definitely wanted more of <laughs> right <laughs> which is that but one that's the thing in the runtime it's like an hour and a half just space adventure just yeah. trying to find this arc you know it's good though that they didn't make it too long yeah the, pa- the pacing for it's yeah, really good it feels they good. really get Every none of the time on there is wasted. It's all very much. It's used to move the story along every time. That that was like my biggest thing. Like, okay, this three D animation is pretty interesting. In like twenty twenty one years now, but like for an hour and a half, an original idea, right? Pretty fucking good because it gets you yeah. from start to finish. And I wouldn't want to see a sequel. I always give higher points to movies that come up with a really original idea. Like one that comes to mind is like a Quiet Place. Like, that's such an original idea for a horror film, which is why it did so well. And so I think people resonate a lot with the original ideas and really want to see some of those movies. Another movie that did, the that did like, combined 2D with 3D that was really cool was The Iron Giant. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's yes. true. Yes. That's a good movie. I, I actually that think movie. that that might oh my be God, you feel like crying? Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch The Iron, the Iron Giant again. That shit will make you, you cry. Be? Superman. <laughs> 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 I just rewatched it with Maddie recently, and it was Aww. so good. Oh my god! So, yeah, anyway, that's definitely one of those. That's movies. a recommendation. It's a very good movie. Like a similar animation style that looks a lot better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> go watch Anastasia. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like just a space D and D adventure. It really is, Hi-key. actually. <laughs> I mean, I like it for that. Yeah. You got your tech guy. You got your yeah. your medical specialist. You got your weapons expert, and you got the captain and the driver. My god, right. like who's li- the mage though? <laughs> Gru, uh, what is it? what? What's the the green guy's name? The little short one the, who licks the, everything. Oh, it's like the dude who just licked his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah goon, goon, goon. Oh god, I love I love his interactions with him where he's just like. I love his maniacal laugh <laughs> anytime he was doing something I, weird. I'm awake from my nap. I'm awoken from my nap, and he just starts killing Dredge. <laughs> Yo, he's like that guy goes ape shit. What the fuck happened to that? I moment? love uh, the interaction that that Preed has with that fucking cricket. On the off world. Oh my god, dude. You're trying to shoot the cricket. <laughs> so good. But that entire the chase no. scene, I mean did you guys have any like favorite scenes from this? Cause like it's a it's a very original thing. 
I think my favorite scene was the deadbeat dad joke. Oh, God. Where he was like, if I don't like what's going on, I'm going to do what my dad did and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Oh, my God. The chase scene through the rings, the ice rings. Very cool. Is amazing. Oh, yeah. That whole bit is so good. I honestly think that's where, like, a lot of the the money went into because the 3d from <laughs> yeah. seeing like the suddenly gets really legit. good <laughs> it was, i was just like oh my god this is beautiful oh god, this is did. where the money went this is where half the budget went this, yeah uh, this makes you think of how nice the first atlantis movie looks and then you watch the second one you're like what the fuck happened that's straight to dvd you're yeah, like ruining your quality so bad you're like watching a cut scene from the n64 like it's just so <laughs> bad yeah. it's so bad go watch atlantis that movie fucking slaps yeah that's so Honestly. good i almost chose that one for Why fucking we life, talked so. about it we will oh we, we will, will. We were gonna get more Disney movies. We already did uh, Moana. Moana. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was a while ago. That's the thing. This is an yeah. animation not by Disney. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I feel like every animation is either Disney or it's some like Japanese film company. Very rarely do you yeah. find more like off brand. Yeah, they kind of have a Besides, corner like, on DreamWorks. that market. <laughs> kind of right. took over. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite scene, John? Uh, I would say yeah, closer to the end, and then uh, his like moment where he talks to his dad. You're just like, don't cry. Because <laughs> it's like, actually I like, go with it you. is actually a really like like in the beginning it's sad and then when he's like I like I hope you like forgive me for not being able to see you again I was just like oh god no <laughs> this is so sad like the thing, I I always like related to uh, Kale whenever he'd be like Dad I want to go with you because oh I always would god. like go up to my dad's truck when I was a kid and I was like Dad take me to work with you he's like I gotta go yeah. I'm sorry and this I was was, like, this is when they didn't give a fuck about anyone's feelings they're like yeah. you're about to be really sad a at the beginning of this movie <laughs> here you go. <laughs> My favorite scene is uh, when they're on the the bat like shaman people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was island. wild. Like it's a fucking beautiful visual seeing so them nice. all fly around and then line up in formation. But when they um, when they're escaping the dredge and they're using the the trees as bombs <laughs> and that entire sequence where they're just flipping and flopping all over. So I would like to know what you guys uh, would rate Titan A. I'm gonna give it like a seven. Cause it's an original idea. It's good. Like as far as like creating its own content, not really borrowing too much and it's watchable. Like you can watch this more than once and yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was great. Um, I'm also probably going to give it a seven because for the same reasons, like it's unique, it's enjoyable, it's fun, but it's not a 10 because I feel like the humor fell a little flat at certain points. And also like, the pacing was a little awkward, like it was kind of all over the place, and the plot was a little interesting. Like the plot was interesting, but the way they executed the plot could have probably been a little more clear. I also could have done without the flying scene. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it's my turn to fly. Ugh. Mitch, what do you rate this film? Seven. Whoa. I feel like I feel like I feel like it had a good original concept it was working with. Albeit it just being a um, allegory for for Noah's Ark, um, but also like I like the alien designs. I like some of the animation scenes that are in there. Um, for its time, it was definitely a heavy hitter for its time, at least as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, seven. Too bad people really hated on this movie. <laughs> well, I'll mention this before I say my rating. It is now a cult classic. People who grew up with this movie love it, and there is a big following for it. Yeah, that's true. People want like a sequel or a remake, whether it be live action or just remade with better graphics. But 
With that being said, my nostalgic point of view or rating is probably an eight, but my critic critical thinking or my cr- like critique, it's probably a seven as well. Sevens across the board for this one. Yes. It does it does a lot in an hour and a half, and yeah, it's enjoyable. That's true. And uh, for the world, like you guys said, it's very original. And the fact that it contains itself under two hours and does it fine, I'll give it a seven. Yeah, because this could have easily been a movie that's way too long. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, because it bombed, there wasn't a terrible sequel. Yeah. It's how, yeah, that's true, actually. Thank God. They didn't keep saved. it going when they, like, the Disney movies, like, ah, yes, Lion King 4. <laughs> you're like, what? But yeah, well, thank you for, you know, discussing my birthday yeah. episode. Thank you it, for having us watch this glorious, yeah. glorious film. Near and dear oh. to my heart. Glorious. And, and the hearts of many children who are now, like, in their 20s. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, but anyways, I guess I'll just promote the socials real quick. Hell we are bringing, yeah, hell yeah. We are bringing down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. You can check us out all, on all of our socials. We have the Facebooks, the Twitters, and the Instagrams. Also, check out our Patreon, where for $2 a month, you could subscribe to us and get our bonus content, as well as recommend us a film or a hor- piece of horror media that you would like us to review. Uh, shout out to our most recent patrons. Also, we would like to mention our Teespring, which we do have merch up right now. We have merch. T-shirts. Merch. With <laughs> M-U-R-C-H. Merch. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, Mer's name is spelled M-U-R-C-H. <laughs> Yeah, so we have t-shirts right there, and we also have hats, and uh, every little bit and purchase helps us, you know, fund more stuff for the podcast. Also, make sure to give us a follow on Spotify, as well as leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for talking about this with me, guys. We love you. Happy birthday, Taurus King. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. this working yeah it's working that was scary scared myself <laughs> i was like oh god did i just waste 500 dollars?" i mean think of how many times mers dropped the microphone it still works yeah asshole